Welcome back to another episode of PageCast. Today we're fortunate to be joined by the Speed Queen, the Cobra, one of South Africa's jewels, Casta Simenya, as she talks about her book The Race to Be Myself with Sias Duplessis. Sias is a broadcaster, media consultant and entrepreneur. We hope you enjoy every moment of this episode as the world champion Casta Simenya unpacks and offers us snippets of an empowering account of her extraordinary life and career and her trailblazing battle to compete on her own terms. Enjoy. I mean, we've got royalty in the house, eh? Royalty <laughs> in the house. Hello and welcome to the PageCast podcast, proudly brought to you by Jonathan Ball Publishers. I'm CS Duplessis, and yes, we have royalty in the house. She is the queen of athletics, golden girl of South African athletics. I mean, if I had to read out your achievements, Castor, we're going to be here all day and we won't have enough time for the podcast, but the highlights... The Olympics, World Championships, Commonwealth Games, African Cha- I mean, you, you're the boss. You're the boss. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, of course. I own me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> How is life at the moment? Because I've seen you when you were grumpy and mm-hmm. unhappy yes. and under pressure. And I've seen you when you were smiling from ear to ear, grinning with a medal around your neck. Today, I've seen you and you are... You're in such a good place. <laughs> no, you're correct. You're correct. Uh, I think I'm in a, I'm in a great space. Um, I'm in a, I'll say the best time of my life. Mm. So yeah, I'm happy. You know, life is a, has been a journey, but you know, we make most out of it. Mm. Uh, we let those uh, that you know sometimes distract you. We eliminate, and then we keep the great memories in and we build, you know, for the future. So I'll say I'm in a great space, you know, I'm in a great space of life. <laughs> now, uh, your two little ones at home, yes, they're keeping you busy at the moment. Of course, of course. When you get home, it's like, babu, babu, babu. From the garage, you know, when they hear the sound of a car, boom, the engine switch off and they'll be like, they're at the door. So, but the thing is, uh, it's one of those, you know, beautiful and priceless you know yeah. moments that i think an individual can have because you know you you brought these little ones in this world uh, the best that you can do is just to give them a great life and make sure that you're always there for them you're present when they need you so i think uh, the most you know component of parenting is to just make time for your kids mm-hmm. yeah how has motherhood changed you uh, I'll say I'll say motherhood didn't really change; just um, upgraded me okay. into I think uh, a better human. Uh, start understanding, you know, the principle of life, uh, understanding how to appreciate people, how to accept them, how to love them and support them. Uh, I think it's one thing that I'll say has upgraded in my life because all the time now it's no longer about me. It's about, you know, the future of my kids. Uh, it's about making sure that they get the necessary love and support that they, they can get. Man, I want to give them best, the best life that I never had. <laughs> so I'll say it's just an upgrade from being an athlete uh, just to be a mentor to my kids, you know, mother my kids and make sure that they're always happy. They're always, you know, filled with love and smile every day. And you got two athletes in that house plus the two little ones surely they're destined to be runners to be athletes 
Oh, I'll be lying if I say their distance to be runners. Of course, they will want to be like me and Violet Absolutely. one day. But what I've realized is that probably we will see more swimmers in the house than okay. being runners. Uh, if they run, of course, it will be their choice. But I think they, they love more singing, swimming. And I'll introduce them more into tennis. I think it's it's one sport that I, I want to experiment okay. a little bit. Golf is still loading in me, but uh, but swimming, I'll say yes. And the golf, tell me a bit more. Yes, Are you getting time to play these days? Or? No, not really. Uh, I'll have to get myself, you know, into play because I don't want to look like an idiot on the no, golf day. You know, I, I want to be able to swing. You know. I, okay, I can chip good. Sure. Uh, my putting is good, but my drive, you know, I still have to work on that because I did study golf, you know, university. Mm-hmm. I studied, you know, hockey and tennis, you know, interestingly. So, uh, but yeah, I want to play more golf and see what I can do, you know, in that, you know, in that if, course. If your career is anything to go by, the bar you've set so high, golf, I mean, you'll be scratch. Any day, I'm telling you. Within a few months, you'll be scratched because of that's the standards you you chase. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm more competitive. Uh, I only pre- put pressure on myself playing golf because if I know golf, you need to feel it within. You yeah. understand? It has to come within, and I know that uh, you don't have to fight. You just have to, you know, enjoy it. So for me, I wouldn't go there expecting to be, you know, like the tiger in the woods, you know, <laughs> be like Rory's and all those guys. Uh, no, uh, uh, I'll just go there just to have fun because I know before I could even hit a ball, I had to miss it, I think, 10 times. <laughs> okay. So I know what I'm getting into in terms of golf, but nah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll just go as it goes, you know. Yeah. I'm terrible. So, you know, happy to play with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, definitely you'll be better you. than me no time. I know I'll, I'll, I'll make you run for your life Custer, <laughs> uh, congratulations the book is wow um, the race to be myself I, I don't even know yeah. where to start because I was telling Ray my executive yeah, producer it there's a lot to unpack here but of course in reading it I feel like I know you now yeah. you, you know and, and the reason I say that is because for so many years for over a decade even longer, I've been following your career and we've always been on the periphery from African championships in Durban to the liquid uh, telecom series to coming back from African champs. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is so raw. It's painful. Mm -hmm. It's brings a lot of joy. Of course. And the pictures are awesome. There's some fashion. There's some proper fashion. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. (laughs) You have to get the book to see those photos. There's some <laughs> incredible photos, but yes. take me to where it all started. How did this come about? Is this, this was like, I want to tell my story, not someone else. I think this comes uh, with the master class, uh, if I may say. Um, maturity is best because uh, at the end of the day, as you know, human, we, we go through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are moments where we are happy. There are moments where we are unhappy. And for me, I think it was a time where I said, you know what, Uh, they've been telling the story. So I think it's about time that I tell the story because I'm ready, you know, Uh, I'm ready emotionally, I'm ready physically, you know, psychologically, I'm just good, you know, I'm just in a good space to tell the story that how how it's supposed to be told, you know. And the, the story, 
behind this book is just all about uh, self-love and uh, self-acceptance, mm-hmm. um, appreciating yourself, respecting yourself. But most important thing is that having the best relationship with yourself. Because if you don't understand yourself, you tend to get lost. Uh, you tend to make, you know, wrong decision making. But for me, I think I've learned from my mistakes. I learned from my choices. Uh, some I'm not proud of, but uh, the entire book made me proud, you know. So that's what I'm saying. That's why we we had to title it A Race to Be Myself because it's about, you know, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. And for me, being able to understand myself in a, you know, high level like that, being able to know my journey, my purpose, the direction I'm going to, what I want to achieve, where I want to see myself when I'm 70, that's the book, you understand? You know, from childhood to teenage life <laughs> to now motherhood, you understand? And sports, yeah. my career and everything. So if you don't get this book, you can never know who Casta is. Absolutely. Up 31st August at all good places and obviously the wonderful people at Jonathan Ball Publishers making it possible. But I mean, it's global. It's available globally, which is incredible. But I just want to touch on a point, getting to know yourself. And I think that's so important because in this book, you speak of that journey of self-discovery because it's been almost 15 years since you've been thrust into the spotlight. (laughs) There's this girl from Limpopo. I mean, the stories about hunting. Yes. Tabiso is another story altogether. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, that's. I think uh, sometimes we need to show people that uh, we we human, we normal. You know, <laughs> you can be funny. You, you can be you can be rude if yeah. people make you you know that person. But obviously, the most important thing is that for me, sharing you know my childhood with uh, you know my people. I think it's most important, you know, because how I grew up, you know, I grew up more in the bush, you know, playing soccer. And then the Taviso part is like, is the craziest one because <laughs> you realize that ah, here I fumbled, you know. Uh, you get there, they are m- my, my cousins. Uh, first time I went to my grandmother's place, uh, may her soul rest in peace. She just passed on, you know, just a week ago. That. And, you know, I get there and meet my, my new cousins, be like, uh, let's go to the bush. I go there and then we get to swimming. Then I just, I was just in my zone, you know, like I'm comfortable here. Let me just go in. When I'm in the, you know, in the dam, I'm with these boys, you know, they're all naked. They're all them like, they must not ask me if I'm a girl or not. You know, as they always ask. And they ask, what's your name? I say, I'm not going to give them my real name. I'm Taviso. And yeah, then they juggle with me. We get along. We make friendship. Then come the first day of the school. Wow, this Tabiso now is wearing a uh, girl stuff. What's going on? And they come to me, they're asking me, hey, are you Tabiso? I said, no, that's my twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it had me in stitches. It was brilliant. But, but I think what's so amazing is your journey, where you came from in yeah. Limpopo to where you are today, you, you're a bastion of hope for so many people. When you walk around, do people like, hey, Casta, Casta, advice, this, or, you know, like autograph, selfie? I mean, 
you, you're still such a rock star. You're such an inspirational person in, in this country and across the world. Yeah, I think when you set a good example, you know, to your homies, uh, to people that you grow up with, people that look up to you, but then seeing you grow into the person you are, it amazes them how you still carry yourself, how you still stay humble, uh, as if, you know, nothing has happened. Yeah. Uh, you stay humble as if you're not a champion or anything because of at the end of the day, as a human, you have to understand that when you walk on that track, you're an athlete. When you win, you're a champion. Mm. But then off the track, you're just a human being like any other. So I think that's where as people we lose ourselves yeah. because we think you're championing off the track. Off the track, how you champion it's how you inspire people, how you motivate them to be better. Instead of taking them down, you're thinking, no, I'm a big dog, I'm a big fish. No, you, you're not. You're just, you're just a human. Yeah. Just connect with them, at least make them understand, to say, look, guys, yes, it's a good life out there. It's good when you're well-known, but you, you don't understand the pressure you get when you're up there. You know, because you're carrying a lot of people. You're carrying your South African people, not even only South Africans. You're carrying the whole world on your shoulders. So you don't want to disappoint your people. So for that, it comes with, you know, that self-discovery, you know, that self-love when you appreciate yourself and uh, not forgetting that you're also coming from a rural area that you're coming with those people. Mm -hmm. You know, you can still sit and have a meal with those people. Yeah. You, you understand? So I think... Those are, are things that, you know, carries people around because also I'm so expensive, you know. I always, I'm selfish about myself. I make sure that I don't just go around, you uh -huh. know. I, I want to have my own time. So I take time to feel myself. I take time to understand my emotions, you know, how to kill them a little bit. Even when I know there are criticisms out there, uh, people judge me, people, you know, question me, but... What I do best is that I rock myself. Yeah. You know, the best way for you to live a good life is to believe in yourself, believe in the person you are, and then the rest will follow. So that's what I do to make sure that whoever follow my story, they're inspired. Definitely. And I, it's so clear in this book that it's the, the mental toughness you have from yeah. – not not even as just an athlete from a young child, you didn't like to be told what to do. Yeah, of no, course. you respected the family yes. and obviously your parents, but this was Custer's. Yeah, of course. I think from young, like I said, that's why the book, like I said, I'll mention it again to say this is like the road to discover yourself because uh, from young, as long as I remember from age five, I already knew what I want. I already knew what I like what I'm about, you know, who I want to be with, you know, who I want to chill around with. And my parents will be like, Kes, don't come back late. I'll always come back late. <laughs> Kes, you must do this before you do that. I'll always do the opposite. But I've been a good girl, you know, all the time. But what I wanted to do was just to be that little girl, you know, that enjoy life, yeah. you know, just go out there and have fun with other kids. And my parents allowed me to do that. You know, my siblings allowed me to do that. And for them, instead of judging me, you know, criticizing me, they built me. Yeah. They did build me, you know. They built that pyramid to say, this pyramid will never fall, you understand. They made sure that 
they prepare me mentally, psychologically to say, they taught me how to love myself, how to appreciate myself. Because they say charity begins at home. Absolutely. So for my family to do that for me, man, uh, I'll always cherish that for the rest of my life. I'm who I am today because of them. If it wasn't for them giving me that support, giving me that love, I don't think I could have existed. That support, love and strength, I'm sure put fire in your belly because I imagine at times it was an incredibly lonely journey yes. being out there, being subjected to what you were subjected to and still having to perform because the eyes of the world were on you, not because of the athlete you were for other reasons. Yeah, of course. I, I think that comes with that because uh, when the world turned against me, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. It's me against me, you understand? I'm not going to be against the world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out there, you know, portray myself, show show up all the time. Despite of losing or winning, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up and show these people what I'm made of. And for that, that's when you start, you know, gathering that courage. You get that positivity in you. Mm -hmm. And then you say, you know what? If this is a rock, I'll turn it into a banana. You understand? If <laughs> if this sour, I'll make it sweet. So you don't feel sorry for yourself. That's what I've done best. And but also that part where you sideline yourself from that noise, where you pause, you silence everything, and figuring out how to maneuver, figuring out how to deal with media. And I've realized that media for you to deal with it, just keep quiet. You let them talk. They talk, they talk, they talk, they talk. You do the work. And then they'll start talking good things about you. Because of then, if you're going to throw fire with fire, they throw fire at you, you put petrol, it's going to be a bomb. Absolutely. You understand? So for me, I think I learned how to deal with these, you know, media stories. When they talk about me, I say, it's fine. Let them continue talking. At the end of the day, they build me. Yeah. At the end of the day, they talk about me. When they talk about you, that means you mean something. That means you're important. That means you matter the most. So make them talk. Let them talk. Let them talk. Make them do the stories. I always tell people I make news. News don't make me. Yeah. So the minute you're making life about this news, uh, I'm going to be part of this, I'm going to be part of No, 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 no. Let it come. Mm. I always let it come. You understand? So that's why for me, it's easy for me to live life because Come on, I love myself to a point where it don't matter if someone comes with negativity, if someone comes with criticism, someone try to violate or do anything. I'll just let you do that and then I'll act later because I don't react from this news. It's like they say sticks and stones, eh? Yeah, of course, of course, you're right. You know, so you got to be a tough cookie if you want to survive in this world. I think you're the toughest. Absolutely. Call no, me rock sonic. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of hard things, um, yes. I didn't know you were such a fan of wrestling. The Rock. Of course. I mean, all these guys and, and, and action movies. I love, I loved wrestling. I loved wrestle. I loved martial arts. I uh, loved army. You know, army is in my blood. I love army with all my heart. Uh, I'm, I'm 100% sure if uh, I wasn't an athlete, I could have been either in Navy or, you know, military. Okay. So crazy about this, you know, 
movies, you know, where, you know, it involves guns, it involves, you know, rescues and all those things. It's me because of I like saving lives. <laughs> exactly. Well, do you have a favorite movie? Actor? I love The Sniper. Okay. This um, the Sniper Legacy shooting, I love. I love the series. But the most uh, fascinating series about, you know, crime is uh, Money Haste and prison break so yeah the actress i love the most uh, i love vin diesel and I love denzel okay uh, tom cruise is one of my favorites i like will smith you know as well as these funny guys martin lawrence uh, eddie murphy <laughs> bad boys I mean, uh, bad boys of course <laughs> and then when it comes to martial art of course uh you, you look at uh jane lude van damme uh you look at uh dolph uh, you look at, uh, you know, Jackie Chang, you know, Bruce Lee's, uh, you look at, uh, you know, Jed Lee's, you know, those are, the, 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 you know, you know, those uh, Cynthia Rothrocks, you, you look at that, those are the people that I looked up to, you know, when I grew up. So and they inspired you. Of course, they did inspire me to show you, look, man, if you want to be someone in, somebody in life, you got to fight for what's right for you and for what you believe in. And you must work hard. You must put time, dedication, you know, that hard work you put in. But consistency, I think, is the most yeah. important thing. But then that's when we differentiate between a motivation and discipline. Yeah. For me, yes, I'm motivated enough, but I was very disciplined athlete. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen you running around on the grass track at Tux. Yes. By yourself at times. <laughs> yeah. I mean... There's been a lot that's happened. There's so much to unpack. You're going to have to get the book because yes. it's all in here. It's amazing. Yes. Um, tell me, though, inside talking to yourself, was running on the track, feeling your body, just going through your paces around the track, was that where you were safe or free yes. or clear yes. in your mind? Yeah, I think running around the track, that's where you feel free. That's your freedom because you own it. Mm. You're the one who's doing it. You're the one who decides when to start, when to finish. You decide when to pick up the pace. So I think that's that's my healing process, you know, being on a track, being able to do what I did, uh, being able to run, you know, those, you know, fast times, being able to be consistent for like over four years, you know, unbeaten, yeah. you know, going over almost about 40 races, you know, unbeaten. It, it, it's amazing. It's a... It's a crazy feeling for an individual to can ever imagine that. Because when I look at, you know, those Mayweathers, I started understanding the importance of discipline, yeah. uh, the importance of, you know, maintenance, the importance of, you know, consistency. Uh, and also, but maybe doing things that other people don't do, because you need to experiment yourself, making sure that everything that you do, mm makes you the best. Uh, of course, it's, a, it's one of those, you know, days where I'll say it was a healing process, even still today. Mm. When I go run, I feel free. You know, I, I own the space. Yeah. It's just me against me, you know, me against the clock. That's all. So, and then you feel good and then you become the person that you are. That's why we translated this life into this book. Yeah. So we can teach people. It's all about teaching people how to accept how to appreciate, you know, but also making you learn yourself better because it's all about learning, you understand? So if you can't understand yourself better, it becomes a problem because you start worrying when you walk out of your house, say, ish, 
today I'm wearing like this. People are going to say this and that. That should not matter. Yeah. What matters the most should be, am I happy? Are you happy within? Uh, does everything that you do make you happy? I think those are the things that we emphasized more in the book. So each and every individual who wants to know more will just go <laughs> get to the stores and get this book. Has it been therapeutic in a way? Because let's be honest, there's been trauma. There's been, <laughs> it's been horrific at times what you've been through. I think each day has been therapy, you know, a therapy to me because yeah. if you see what we have written in this book, uh, it's highly impossible for a human to adjust or be able to remember that. Mm. Yes, yeah, it was therapeutic. You know, yeah. It was great. Because then now when you look at, um, at things that I had to enjoy, things uh, that I had to, you know, give up, things that I had to sacrifice to be where I am today, yeah, I will say the book itself has been a therapy. But um, I think I was able also to heal myself because I could speak to myself, yeah. you know, and say, you know what, I guess this doesn't make sense. Uh, why are you even thinking about this? You understand? So I think also as human, uh, it's important to cancel ourselves yeah. because whatever comes out of your mouth, you're going to hear it. Unlike me saying something to you and then expecting you to respond to me. Yeah. But if you say something on your own, you are the one who's going to respond to yourself and say, I hear you suck. I hear you are fumbling. I hear <laughs> yeah. you talking nonsense. You understand? I think it's very important for us as humans sometimes just cancel ourselves and say, you know what, does it even make sense for me to do this? Then you get the right answers. Yeah. I'm fascinated to know, Kasa. I mean, the Maasai Club is, is your, um, your new family. Yes. Extended family. No. The lessons that you've learned in your career, in your life, how are you applying that to the athletes you're coaching at the moment? Because you've got so much experience. You've been, I mean, Olympic gold medal, of world course. championship yeah. gold medal. Are you kidding? It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the apex. I pinnacle. Think, I think it's, it's about just trans, transforming it and then just, uh, just sharing and, you know, giving them those lessons because at the end of the day, it's very hard for someone to get where I am, you understand? It, it takes a lot of time. It takes courage. It takes discipline, sacrifices. And I always tell them, yes, I may give you these talks. I may give you that, but it's up to you. Yeah. It's your choice. Yes, you have all these resources here. I am trying by all means to show you what's right, what's wrong. But at the end of the day, it's about your choice. It's about the choices that you make. Yes, I may give lessons when I leave, you do the opposite. So that means you can never get where you want to be. So at the end of the day, what we do when we teach, we make sure that these kids are all going to school, they're educated, and then we give them life lessons, principle of life. And we give it the way it is. We just tell you, if you do this, of course, there are consequences. But at the end of the day, if you want to be a champion, you know that you're going to sacrifice a lot of time. You're going to spend time more on training than going to the clubs, going to this and that. But you sacrifice that. You're going to have fewer friends. You limit your cycle. You know, you start being on your own a little bit. Be selfish about yourself. Those are the things that 
we teach, you know, these kids on the track, off the track about life, you know, we give them life skills, we give them, you know, financial literacy, you know, how to save. But the most important thing that uh, we nearly even missed out here is about investing in yourself. If you can understand how to invest in yourself, it becomes easy to become whoever you want to be because talent sometimes don't work without hard work. You may be talented, you waste it, but someone who work hard every day, extra lessons, make sure that they do conditioning, how they're supposed to do. They can even be world champions. And then you with talent, you'll be sitting there, you know, watching them on TV. So those are the things that we always teach them, you know, the consequences and all this, how to manage yourself, you know, self-management and all those self-love is what I preach every day. And... Some they listen, some they'll, they'll, they'll go out of the way and then they'll come back, then they'll tell you they regret of doing that. But at the end of the day, it's about understanding yourself, what you want, where you want to see yourself in future. How much is it about times? Because you've got amazing PBs. Yeah. And I imagine at time when you're on the starting line of the 800 or 15, whatever it may be, you're going... One lap, I need to be here. Yes. 200, I need to be here. And then you've got your famous kick. Of course. I think that comes with uh, mastering your moves. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that I've done every day. People may call it, uh, I have advantage because of, you know, I have high testosterone. That's nonsense. That's, That's hard work. There are a lot of people who have high testosterone, but they can't hit the marks. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's what we're trying to say. For me, I think those times they come through with consistency, believing in the work that I did. Because the programs that I designed, I had to stick to the plan. Yeah. There was never plan B when I'm running, okay. regardless of what pain I'm in. Because I remember even 2016, in this book, there's a part where in 2016, I blocked my angle. And no one knew that, you know, I had that problem. I had to deal with it my way and make sure that I get back into that starting line. When I walked out of Monaco, there was nothing there. Yeah, I had one leg to run with. But Crazy. you see, yes, it's, I think it's all about sticking to your plans. Yeah. When people saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, stick to your plan. Because for me, uh, my program that I dedicated there, I had to follow it throughout those years. That's why it was not easy for me to be beaten, you understand, because I did not change anything. I had to master. We said, you you, 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 you practice it up until you can't get it wrong. Yeah. You do it, it, you do it up until you can't get it wrong. That's what I've done. When it comes to the splits, I was the master, yeah. you understand. I believed in uh, even splits. So when, I tra- when I'm in training, if I won 26 times 6 in 200s, I won them. If you're in front of me, you hit 27, it's minus one. We don't count it. Wow. Because I'm not there to waste my time. Yeah. I'm there to master everything that I do. If 400s, I wanted 54s, I want 54 times four. I'll get it. I'll make sure. You understand? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all about the hard work you put in, yeah. the maintenance and consistency, but also not changing your principles. Mm-hmm. Because of sometimes we change because of we see next door what they're doing you want to do like it how they do it no 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 no. i stick to the plan yeah. and it worked and those pbs you start understanding why i hit pbs like that is because i always maintain my program yeah i don't go up i don't go down i stick to the plan yeah. i love that 
do it so many times that you can't get it wrong. Of course. Do it wrong. Yeah. You've got so many medals. Yeah. You've been on the top step of the podium. Did the world record sort of, where was that in your mind? Uh, to be honest, the world record was just on top of my feet. It was just on top of my pinky. Because that PB is so... Yeah, because you have to understand that for me to get where I am, I started understanding that, oh, I need to run six times 155 if I want to break it. And I got there. When I ran that 154, I knew that if I can tip it four to five times, six times or seven times, I'm on 153. Yeah. So there's no doubt about it. The world record was there. I was not in rush for it. Mm. And I always tell people that if uh, I got a chance, I could have done it. But it's, we don't work with what ifs here. Exactly. We work with the reality. So the reality will say, will say, if it was meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Mm. I'll say I was not meant to break the world record. I was just meant to change the game. If you go to the stats of 800 meter women, I'm number one. Absolutely. So I'm the greatest of our generation. Without a doubt. No doubt about it. But uh, I don't really care about the world record because okay. I've done I've done my job. Sure. You look at my times, I've ran like 18 times under 156. Who, who has ever done that? No one has ever done that. Only me. You understand? So that tells you that it's not about world record. At the end of the day, even if I break world record, I break it once, it pays me once. I win 40 times, I get paid 40 times. You understand? Yeah. So world record sometimes is a one-time thing. It's about who gets lucky to break it. I got you. I think world record comes with luck because you only go one times. If you go two times, three times, you got to be special. Absolutely. Yes. Um, speaking of which, that for me, if I look at, Two-time Olympic champion, three-time world champion, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. When you lined up in 2009, yeah. before everything changed for you, mm. would you have been, believed someone if they had told you, Custer, you're going to win this, you're going to win this, you're going to win this, you're going to win this? I knew, I knew what I was about. Okay. I knew, I knew my destiny. I knew first time I walked on the track when I won those Commonwealth Youth Games, I knew I was about, was about great things. I was about winning. So even me going to the world champs, I knew I was going to win. I wasn't going there to lose. Yes, I was an underdog, inexperienced, telling me uh, she's still young. She's never ran against the seniors. It was never about that. Mm. It's about doing what I did in training. If you came, watch me training, you'll understand this is crazy. Yeah. You understand? And... I knew that if I get a chance to run time and again and again, of course I'll win. Yeah. Because the only thing that comes in my mind is just to cross that line. Yeah. I don't care which position, but I know that what I can do, it's special. Yeah. You know, those kicks that I practice in training, you know, they tell me that the splits that I hit and repeat and repeat, because I remember one session I did 600, I think times six. I tell the guys I want only 130 pace you get what i'm saying you gotta that, be crazy that, to be the mad. best you understand yeah. and i managed to do that yeah because i wanted 30 30 30 30 if i knew that if i can do 30 30 30 per, you know 200 yeah times six unstoppable no one can stop me no ways you say it's about hard work yeah you know it's about you you going to the field making sure that you perform 
it's easy for you to run. Yeah. And then come the authorities telling you, ah, you have advantage. No, you get advantage from your training, not from anything. So let me ask you this. Yes. July this year was huge for you. Of course. I mean, in the European Court of Human Rights, mm-hmm. considering what you've been, the fight at CAS, the fight at the Swiss court, the, the, the fight against... <laughs> Sebastian Coe. That's a swear word around your house, right? No, no. no. I don't know. What, what's, what's that? <laughs> I don't even know. What is that? <laughs> but the moment um, in July you heard yeah. the ruling, that must have been a huge feeling of relief or the fight had just started again. Yes, of course. It was a relief. It's, 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 it's a win for life because if, if people can consider your human rights, I think that's the most important thing. There's a beautiful thing that you can have. And other things don't really matter. But just for for once in a lifetime, there are people who have brains, who are using their brains to think. You understand? They don't use the authority. They don't use their power to decide. They use their brain. They use their common sense and start respecting someone's rights yeah. first. I think... That's that's the best thing that you, you you can have as a human being. But then other battles we know it's it will always be ongoing. Yeah. You know. But the question that we always raise is like why regulate women's sports? Then we just put a question mark and then we leave it like that. Absolutely. Yes. Do you watch athletics at the moment? Like so when uh, world champs on, I, I know twenty twenty two you mm. ran five thousand at yes. that. Um and that was I think there was a lot of people Mm. We had heavy hearts, but also they were joyous to see you there. Yeah, of course, of course. No, I do, I do watch athletics, um, but I watch it occasionally. Yeah. If I feel like I want to watch athletics, I do. But uh, I do watch. You know, sometimes I watch eight hundred meters. Uh, you know, especially eight hundred meter women. I want to see what they can do. You understand? Can they do it better than me? Can they? Can they? Do, which is they're doing good. They're doing great, yeah. man. They they're running good. But yeah, I watch watch you know marathons, uh, sprints. You know, it's interesting. Remember, athletics is in my blood. You understand? So I'm not going to be you know distancing myself from watching people perform because of one man. No, I'm always be part of athletics. I'm a coach now. I coach. Yeah. Uh, we run in development. So, of course, I'll always be there. Um, I've no doubt that you, 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 <laughs> your story is long from over. Um, speaking of the marathons, and, and just before we wrap up, yeah, these guys who are breaking marathon records like two hours. <laughs> oh my goodness, is it really the shoes, Custer? I don't think it's a shoe because. If it was a shoe, everyone could have broken all these records because of all people running their shoes. Sure. It's about determination, man. It's about hard work. It's about you being crazy enough to do things that other people cannot do. So shoes, of course, they play a role in terms of assisting you, you know, making it less on the ground and all those things. But if you're not fast, you're not fast. But two hours under two. Or whatever hey, it is for this is a new generation. Look generation by generation how yeah. these people have been breaking records sure. from my generation to another generation. You understand? It, 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 that's 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 how innovation is True. about. You understand? But we as athletes remember also even programs, how we recover, you know, conditioning, training programs, how we juggle it out. It's different. It differs from the nineties, you know, to the two thousands, twenty first century. That's where things are happening because 
it's all about innovation. Like I said, if you go, like for me, I'm a Nike athlete. Yeah. When I walk inside the kitchen where they, you know, create all these things, it's crazy how these things, you know, have been done. You understand? But I cannot say it's a shoe. Sure. Now, now it's not a shoe. So it's the athletes. It's the athletes. Remember, like I said, the ones who can maintain the pace the longest is the craziest one to cross the line. You understand? Simple. If you see how Elliot, you see how those guys, you know, Sifan, you know, how they run, they maintain the pace. Yeah. It's about training. It's not about the shoes. Even if we take out those shoes and put them in the normal shoe that, you know, we ran, you know, a few years ago, they will still go close to yeah. those times. It's just all about how programs have, you know, transformed, how programs have been changed. Yeah. The same as me from Maria to Casta. You understand? It's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. In the book also, you, you don't want to miss it. There's actually a part where you get your first spikes. That that was amazing. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Last one. What's next for Casta Semenya and what does the future hold? What what does this next chapter, what do you want to achieve in this next chapter? Uh, for me, I think it's all about my legacy. It's about building legacy programs. Uh, as much as we mentioned that we have Casta Semenya Foundation, uh, there's Maasai under it. And of course, we have a developmental programs that we are running. Uh, so that's that's the main goal: developing young, upcoming, you know, athletes, especially young women. Uh, it's all about us empowering women so they can do better, sharing skills, sharing the knowledge with them, and making sure that you know they can be the best that they can be. Because if I'm going to say the next caster, it's wrong. Because they will be, they will never be any caster. Yeah. You understand? They will never be any Maria Motolas. You understand? They will never be any Marion Jones. So if you're going to say there will be any other UCN, but what we can see is that there will be people who are inspired by our stories so they can be the best that they can be. That's why we run this program. We show, we make sure that we give them necessary things that they need, equipment, you know, it can be meals, mm. shoes, yeah. training attires programs, you know, running programs, you know, scholars, you know, into schools, yeah. make sure they have residential programs, all those things. And then most important thing is that we teach them how to love themselves. I think that's the most important thing that I always emphasize. So that's me in the future. I'll say maybe governance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the book. It's a fascinating read. Uh, get your hands on it. It's 31 October. It's out globally. Yeah. And of course, uh, the Jonathan Ball publishers have done a phenomenal job here marketing in South Africa and making it available yes. to everyone. Um, Custer, thank you very much. And I'm sure the yeah. fight goes on on human rights level, yes. on the day-to-day -day level, on for your well, whatever it is. You're I'm a fighter. I'm a freedom fighter. Uh, that's what I can say for now. <laughs> well, keep up the great work. Thank you for sharing the story which people need to know. They thank need you. to know about it. Casa Semenya, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Please thank stay you. safe. And uh, yeah, man, this is great work. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this episode of PageCast. We love hearing from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, please contact us at pagecastpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep reading and listening.